Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. Covering every angle of Sunday's slate of football, this is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome in. It is the Pro Football Blitz, the week three edition, right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Brady Cannon, along with Mike Pritchard, live from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada, on this final NFL Sunday of September. Michael, great to be with you again, my friend. Uh, Another wild day in the NFL, and uh, I tell you what, we've got less than 20 minutes before they are going to kick off in the Mile High City, the San Francisco 49ers visiting the Denver Broncos. So let's get right into it and uh, break down this game. Of course, we did so on the Saturday edition of the Pro Football Blitz, but uh, right up here before kickoff, not at a whole lot of line movement, really. Right now, the Niners laying one and a half points, the total of 44 and a half. It's pretty much been there most of the week. The Broncos actually did open up as a two and a half point favorite. That flipped very quickly. The 49ers uh, were a pick em for a minute. Then they became one and one and a half point favorites. And even our friends over at the South Point right now have them as two point favorites with a total of 45. Yeah, you know what, Brady, crazy day so far. Uh, yeah, really for is. Sure. Um, we'll go over all the action for sure. But this game, uh, I, I think, can kind of live up to the billing too. Uh, you know, you, I, I look at axes to grind sometimes with coaches, and Kyle Shanahan certainly has that situation. But, but George Kittle's coming back. Uh, that's going to be a boost to the offense. Uh, and then I think the defense uh, has played okay to date uh, for the 49ers. They're going to go on the road, though, against the Broncos in a tough environment. Uh, I think there is a home field situation when it comes to Russell Wilson, the excitement, the energy. And we saw that play out today earlier with some dogs. So, um, you know, I, you know, Broncos, they play well uh, when they are energized. But, you know, this is a situation, too, where uh, Hackett has been in over his head. He's been humbled. And I don't know if you correct everything in one week. I mean, I know we try to correct things week to week if we can. But against this opponent now with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback, too, and that kind of offense and, and what we know about Jimmy Garoppolo and the consistency he's had when he's healthy, uh, that's going to be a, a, a tough battle here for the Broncos at home. Well, Jimmy Garoppolo, of course, comes in for the injured Trey Lance, a phenomenal record as a starter for the San Francisco 49ers, taking them to a Super Bowl and an NFC championship mm-hmm. just last year. Mike, of course, you've been in this situation before as a pro in the league. This is the second time in three weeks that Denver will play in prime time. They'll also play two more prime time games in the next three weeks. That's four in the first six weeks of the season. Does that grind on you a little bit? You know what? It doesn't. I mean, I, I think as players, we look to perform in prime time because that's where we make our money. 
uh, to be honest with you, when you have the stage to yourself and uh, you can make a big player here or a big play there, that's when the spotlight is on you, the, the shyness, shining the brightest right there. So we want to live up to that. I mean, I remember playing in primetime, and uh, it's funny that you brought that up because I had two touchdowns against uh, the Dallas Cowboys in primetime, right? There you go. Uh, but no highlights for me. It was all because Deion Sanders had a pick six return for a touchdown. Okay. So we won the game, but, I mean, he was a, he was a primetime player, certainly a highlight player too at the time. So I, I think for a player – uh, you know that this is the big stage. Monday night football is is okay, but Sunday night football is where it's at, and uh, I think we'll get those type of efforts tonight. It, the only thing is, is we got key injuries, and uh, we saw a lot of key injuries today, uh, and so key injuries in this game too, I, I think will have a role. Yeah, the Denver Broncos uh, banged up at the wide receiver position. Of course, Patrick out uh, in the preseason, and mm -hmm. now you've got Hamler and Judy a little banged up. Uh, they are both expected to play. Uh, George Kittle, you mentioned, is going to be back in action for the San Francisco 49ers making his debut. And, and I think that's huge. Uh, I think that gives the team a boost. But we said this uh, on the Saturday edition, Mike, uh, my handicap of this game, I I as far as like a psychological angle, of course the team was in full support of Trey Lance. Right. But when he went down and insert Jimmy Garoppolo, you could kind of see that team's spirits be elevated a little bit. And, and even though, you know, you're not going to choose sides here, I don't think, if you're a team and, and you buy into that concept, and I think the 49ers do, but I think deep down inside, they felt good about their guy returning that has had so much success with them in the past. And I think that'll translate into an uh, inspired effort here tonight in Denver. Well, and you know what? I think the 49ers could use an inspired effort, to be honest with you, Brady. I mean, I, I would think, agree. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Jimmy G, you know what you have with him. Uh, if you're a veteran on that team, if you've been with the 49ers uh, for the last six years, you know what you have. Uh, even if you were with the 49ers last year, you know what you have with Jimmy G. You didn't know what you had with Trey Lance, and you were trying to make it work. So there's a difference in confidence right there. Uh, if you're the 49ers now going on the road is always difficult. We know that you got to match the energy first and the 49ers need to do that. Kyle Shanahan understands the energy in, uh, in Denver uh, at that stadium uh, with that football team. So in uh, a primetime situation, I, I think when you get a George Kittle back now, that expands your playbook a little bit more from what you had at the beginning of the year too. So uh, the linebacker situation for the Denver Broncos focusing in on that Josie Jules coming back, but yet he is so slow. <laughs> at linebacker uh, stop at a run he'll help there but the play action stuff where he can get lost or those linebackers can get can get lost and so, so can the safeties uh, with George Kittle back I mean I, I think San Francisco feels like uh, they have an expansion of their playbook here on Sunday night one thing that has not been great for the 49ers or the Broncos is success in the red zone the Broncos are 0 for 6 in mm -hmm. the red zone as far as scoring touchdowns the Niners at about 37%, I believe. But, again, that's a little less than a game and a half with Trey Lance at quarterback. Right. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers were one of the very best teams in the NFL in 2021. So if you, uh, you wonder if they're able to flip that here tonight. But, conversely, both defenses have also been very good in the red zone. Right. Denver Broncos, outstanding last year uh, in the red zone with Vic Fangio. Now you got a new defensive coordinator. you got to be stout in the red zone again as well. I mean, we saw that. Or all day today. Uh, you can move the ball up and down the field. Mentioned this before. It's the easiest it's ever been in a National Football League to move the ball between the 20s. Where it gets difficult uh, is in the red zone, and some teams found that out uh, today. So uh, that's a point of emphasis for each and every team. Every single day we get into the locker room, we go over red zone numbers. We go over red zone situations. We have to be efficient, highly efficient, when we're in the red zone with those scoring opportunities. So uh, I, I think – when you have Jimmy G back, you feel confident about that. And, you know, Denver, uh, they're not going to feel less confident because they don't have the receivers on the offense. I, I think they feel like as a defense, they can keep themselves in the game this way by still performing well in red zone opportunities. Do you have a play in this game? Uh, I do. Again, the 49ers <laughs> laying one and a half as the consensus, 44 and a half as the total. Yeah, you know, I wasn't too active this weekend. I mean, the Lions were just hard. But, um, yeah, I, I like the 49ers on the road, the one and a half situation. I mean, I know it flipped. Um, I don't feel like I'm chasing it because it flipped right away, uh, certainly with Jimmy G there at quarterback. And uh, I noticed what you noticed, too. Uh, with the energy level and then the confidence and then the excitement to have Jimmy G back on the on the field for the players, for the fellas out there. So uh, I think there's a carryover effect right there. And again, I go back to the axe to grind uh, with that head coach for the San Francisco 49ers, and that's Kyle Shanahan.
Well, I have a play on the 49ers as well, so we'll be rooting together. All right. I was able to get them at Pick'em, and I still mm-hmm. don't mind them taking or, or laying a uh, point and a half here. Uh, there's really not much difference between a Pick'em and laying a point and a half. Uh, so certainly if you're just getting involved now, uh, I don't mind to play on the 49ers here either. Let's look at some of these uh, player props that we have, some rushing props. Debo Samuel under or over 32 and a half yards. Javante Williams, the great running back for the Denver Broncos at 48 and a half yards. Jeff Wilson Jr., of course, he's in there with Elijah Mitchell currently injured for the 49ers. Jeff Wilson Jr. at 56 and a half yards. Melvin Gordon at 38 and a half and then Russell Wilson also at eight and a half yards. The quarterback, he can play under over on his rushing yards. Yeah, you know what? These props are interesting. Billy Turner is inactive. Uh, a tackle, they were going to play him at right tackle. People probably know him from Green Bay. Uh, but he comes back to Denver. He was in Denver before going to Green Bay. Uh, so he's familiar with everything. Uh, but he just can't get healthy, can't stay healthy. So the right side of the line for the Denver Broncos still in flux. Uh, and at defensive front, I mean, they move both uh, on both sides there. Um, so, you know, from a tendency standpoint, I, I know what San Francisco wants to do. Obviously, they want to slow down the running game if they can. I, I'd stay away from some of these props. I, you know, Javante Williams, him and Gordon switch in and out enough. Uh, but I can also see the Broncos using those guys in the passing game. Mm-hmm. Like, you would love to see them receive a pass or, excuse me, get a run, a, a rushing play if you had this uh, rushing prop, a rushing yards prop. But if you see them catching screen passes, it doesn't help you. Uh, So I think the Denver Broncos might have a preference for uh, the screen uh, situations just because of the offensive line and certainly uh, what you want to do against a pressure defense as well. I think I would want to go over on Debo Samuel. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, it seems like his average yards per carry is about 12 yards. Mm. And so, you know, if if he's going to have maybe five carries in this game, I don't know if he'll have that many. But Mm -hmm. I think if he gets three or four, he can probably go over that 32 and a half yards. Javante Williams, I really like this guy. I, I would expect him to be able to go over 48 and a half. You make a good point that he's going to have to share the load with Melvin Gordon. But uh, I think Williams, as is reflected here in the numbers, I mm-hmm. think he's going to get the lion's share of the carries. And I would probably play his rushing prop over the total. Uh, we've also got players to score uh, the first touchdown of the game. Uh, Javante Williams at plus 850 to run one in, possibly catch one in uh, for the Denver Broncos. And Jeff Wilson Jr. and Debo Samuel, the favorites to score the first touchdown for San Francisco. Anything jump out to you as far as the first touchdown in Sunday night football? Not really, uh, because this one's hard to gauge for me. I mean, taking a shot at it, looking at George Kittle. I was going to say, how about Kittle, right? Right not. Why not? I mean, like I said, I, I think the 49ers feel like they have a matchup advantage with the George Kittle and the tight ends the fullback uh, against the Denver Broncos and their linebackers. I wonder if Jerry Judy's worth a stab mm. because it might be a point of contention for the Denver Broncos to show the 49ers mm-hmm. that this guy's fine and right. get him involved quickly. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, Jerry Judy at 11-1 to 1 is worth a shot to score the first touchdown. We'll go over a couple more props, get into our recaps throughout the rest of the program. We've also got a guest joining us to preview Monday Night Football, the Dallas Cowboys visiting the New York Giants. We'll go over everything that has happened so far. Week three in the NFL on the Pro Football Blitz. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team that cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, 
Lil Dirk, and you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you? T- why are you tell me see the whole time? <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is, I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my game. <laughs> Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. 
Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSU, the sports betting network. Horse racing fans, First Bet wants to invite you to enter their free sweepstakes to win a trip to Santa Anita Park on October 6th through the 9th. The grand prize package includes airfare, hotel, tickets to the races, plus a $1,000 betting voucher from First Bet. Head over to vcin.com slash horses to register. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz. Getting ready to kick off Sunday night football here. The San Francisco 49ers in Denver to take on the Broncos and want to go over one more market as far as player props, Mike, before they kick it off. Jimmy Garoppolo and Russell Wilson, passing yards, passing touchdowns. Uh, the same number for mm-hmm. each player there as far as the under over on passing yards at 235 and a half. And the same number there as well, passing touchdowns at one and a half, a little bit different on the juice. Uh, Garoppolo, a bigger favorite to cover the one and a half, go over that in touchdown passes. Wilson, a slight underdog at plus 115 to the over. Uh, 235 and a half. Either guy there, you want to go under or over? Well, no, 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 no. I mean, uh, there's so much uh, unknown right now. Uh, you know, let's start with Jimmy Garoppolo, who threw for, what, 3,800 yards last year mm-hmm. uh, in 15 games. He averaged that out about 250 yards per game. And, uh, you know, he's coming back to the fold. I know there's a lot of excitement for him, but he's only had one week of preparation with this offense. And now the offense has to get back to the old playbook with Jimmy G. Uh, he had not been working uh, that much with the 49ers. So uh, now he's coming off of surgery, too. Now, he could go over the passing yards prop. I, I could see that happening. But it's just not a bet I'm willing to make uh, at this point. And then on the other side, you have two key playmakers banged up for Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. You know, Cortland Sutton, he's a 50-50 guy. He's a possession-type receiver. He's not a game-breaker, though. Jerry Judy is a game-breaker. K.J. Hamler, when healthy, has the potential to be a game-breaker. Uh, Albert O, the tight end, um, he could probably make a big play here or there, too. So if you're relying for these passing props, these passing yards totals to go over, run after the catch is going to be highly uh, influential, I think, for this situation. So George Kittle gives Garoppolo a chance with the play action stuff. Uh, and same thing with the tight end position for Denver, Albert O, uh, out there uh, manning the tight end position. Well, the 49ers typically one of the very best teams in the NFL in yak yards mm-hmm. yep. after the yep. catch. So that can certainly pad Jimmy G's numbers there. But with the total in this game and how good these defenses are, mm-hmm. I'd probably lean to the under mm-hmm. in the passing yards for both of these guys, passing touchdowns. Um, gosh, that that's a tough one there. <laughs> I, I, I'd probably I, – I wouldn't want to touch it. I right. do think the running games are going to be featured okay. for both teams here. So – uh, that's going to do it, I believe, for our prop uh, our prop guesses here. I'd probably go over on Debo Samuel rushing yards, under on passing yards for both quarterbacks, and maybe a shot with Jerry Judy and George Kittle uh, at first touchdown. Kittle at about ten to one, Judy at eleven to one. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I mean, if anything, taking a shot with Kittle. Uh, coming back because he's going to have the freshest legs out there anyway. Yeah, I mean, that's you true. Think that's a good it. point too. Yeah, he's been rehabbing. He's been going through treatment. He's going to be highly excited. We know that he plays with that level anyway. And uh, you, he comes back. You have to engage him into the game plan early on, I believe, if you're Kyle Shanahan and uh, looking at the matchups again too. Uh, it helps out Jimmy G to have a blanket at the tight end position. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I take a shot right there with uh, – with uh, George Kittle, uh, first touchdown I'd like score. to see a prop bet out there that George Kittle will catch the first pass of the game mm. that Jimmy Garoppolo throws. I okay. wouldn't be surprised if he's targeted, if he's the first target he shoots Sure, at. sure. I wouldn't be surprised at all. All right, let's take a look back at what went down on this NFL Sunday. Again, the final NFL Sunday of September. In week four, we will flip over to October. We begin in official Nevada rotation order, the Ravens at the Patriots. And this one saw some early action on the Patriots when they were three-point underdogs. The Sharps jumped in and took the Patriots. And then when it got to two and a half, I believe it was really both the public and some wise guys that jumped on the Ravens at less than a field goal. And those betters got paid. This closed 
at Ravens minus two and a half with a total of 45. Now, they exchanged punts on their first offensive series, and then Baltimore got in the end zone to take a 7 to nothing lead with just four minutes left in the first quarter. The Patriots countered with a Nick Folk field goal, and it was 7-3 to three, uh, Ravens out in front after one quarter of football. Now, midway through the second, Lamar Jackson, he was picked off on third and 16, and the Patriots took over on offense in Baltimore territory. Mac Jones turned into a t- or turned that into a touchdown scamper, and New England had its first lead of the ball game, ten to seven, with less than six minutes to go in the first half. And then it was Jackson to Mark Andrews for the second time, and Baltimore was back out in front, fourteen to ten. Nick Folk he nailed another field goal as time ran out in the second quarter, and we had a tight one, fourteen thirteen, in favor of Baltimore at the break. You know, to be expected, too, uh, Brady, I, I think Bill Belichick has talked about this, wanting to have a quarterback like Lamar Jackson. That's why he pursued Cam Newton uh, uh-huh, back in the yeah. day. Lamar Jackson, I, I've been talking about this for a while now. His game is just evolving, and he's getting better. He's getting more comfortable. He can scamper. He can get those big plays with his legs if he needs to, and we saw that. Went over 100 yards in a touchdown again today. But he wants to be in a pocket. He wants to throw that football. He wants to find receivers down the field. And uh, I think he's got a nice uh, selection of weapons, speed, uh, a big tight end. Andrews dropped some passes again. We've got to fix that, right? Uh, but, no, I like the way that Lamar Jackson is playing. He's not lighting up the stat sheet in particular with passing yards. At times, I think he can. The interceptions are going to happen, too, when you throw the football uh, like that from the pocket. But uh, I, I think the Ravens, are figuring out how to play with Lamar Jackson this way, too. Uh, From last week and what they did compared to this week, what they did against New England. New England was able to move the ball. You can see that starting to work uh, or get a little bit better uh, offensively for New England. So uh, that's Belichick. That's a coaching pedigree that he has for sure. Uh, But then again, I mean, you just look at some of the limitations that they still have on that side of the ball. And, and I, you know, a tight first half – uh, you can give New England credit. They're at home for the first time, too. And that was something that the Baltimore Ravens needed to get over. Midway through the third quarter, Lamar Jackson threw his third touchdown pass of the day, finding Josh Ricard, and it was 21-20 to in favor of the Ravens. They had another touchdown and then picked off Mac Jones. He threw three interceptions yeah. today, and they were out in front 28-20 to with the ball in New England territory, and that resulted in a Justin Tucker 56-yard field goal And then all of a sudden, the Ravens were out by 11 points, out in front by 11 points. Three minutes to go. uh, Lamar Jackson ran it in from nine yards out. And then they went up 37 to 26, maintaining that 11-point margin. And that's how it would end. Ravens win and cover. Game sails over the total. 37-26, your final. The Patriots drop to one and two. The Ravens are two and one. Yeah, you know what stands out to me, Brady, too, is the fact that the Ravens can score as many points as they did. Not in the third quarter, but in the second half. You know, you're yeah. looking at 23 points there. So uh, a game about adjustments. What else can we get to? What what else um, can we run? And uh, the adjustments that we have out there. And it, it seems like it's plentiful for the Ravens offensively. Uh, five of five in the red zone. That's incredible. That is incredible efficiency right there. Just two penalties, too. Uh, in the game, but more importantly, uh, and we mentioned this too on Saturday's uh, Pro Football Blitz, the time of possession. If you're going to win games, you're going to win games on the road. Can you possess the football? We saw the rushing attack kind of emerge too for Baltimore. So they're looking dangerous uh, right now. Uh, Lamar Jackson is a tough out, uh, and teams are going to have um, a situation on their hands now, knowing that Russell, excuse me, Lamar Jackson uh, is that type of quarterback now. San Francisco receives the kickoff, and they will start on offense first as Sunday night football is underway. Looks like a beautiful night there in Denver, and Denver, good coverage on the kickoff. San Francisco will be pretty deep in their own territory. Again, Jimmy G and Debo Samuel and George Kittle getting underway on offense. We'll keep tabs throughout the program on the game and also the in-game wagering options as far as the total, the side, and the money line. I want to talk about what is next up for both the Ravens Mm -hmm. and the Patriots. Two very tough contests. The Buffalo Bills will visit the Ravens in Baltimore, and the Bills are a road favorite. It was minus two over the summer. That is now three. So the Bills have seen a little love here as these numbers start to come out for week four in the NFL, a three-point favorite on the road at Baltimore. The Patriots will go on the road to Green Bay to visit the Packers. 
and it was six points in favor of the Packers over the summer, now up to eight and a half in favor of Green Bay. Yeah, how about that? I mean, starting with um, Buffalo coming to town for the Ravens, I think the Ravens have an advantage too because um, you're watching tape of New England and you see Buffalo a little bit, right? And uh, you see you're familiar with the opponents uh, from the AFC East. Uh, you played Miami. Okay, you're going to watch uh, tape of Buffalo playing Miami. And so I, I think from a game planning standpoint, uh, the Ravens are going to look like they're going to have an advantage here uh, on what they can prepare for. Uh, and then Buffalo, they're so banged up. Uh, we'll they get are. to that. They are, and it showed up today. It yeah, really we will did. get to that for sure. Yeah, and so I, you know, that that is something that not only are you preparing for Lamar Jackson, which is impossible to do. Right. You don't have a personnel package to do that. Uh, now you have to hope that some guys can come back to help you out because, I, I, like I said, I think the Ravens are kind of finding that recipe that works on both sides of the ball, knowing that Lamar Jackson has evolved at quarterback. Two straight plays to Debo Samuel, the first one for a pass and catch, the second one a rushing play. So one rushing play to Debo Samuel there. We're looking at over 32 and a half right. yards on the player prop. He uh, just only gained a yard on that one. Uh, when we come back, I want to ask you a question uh, about this Bills-Ravens uh, game coming up uh, that I think could be interesting. You brought up a good point there with the game planning and the familiarity with the New England Patriots. We've got Pamela Maldonado next to preview Monday Night Football. Stick around on the Pro Football Blitz. This is the Pro Football Blitz on v the sports betting network. Start your football season out on the right foot by subscribing to VSIN Pro. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glance recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests, 24 7 video, season prep, including our weekly college football and pro football matchup guides covering every game all season long, pro tools like our exclusive betting splits, and pro tips updated every hour with actionable insights to up your betting game. Sign up on our discounted football special to get VEASAN Pro access for everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175, or you can save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe for all your options and become a part of the Sports Betting Network. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you, checking in on Sunday Night Football. The drive stalls for Jimmy G and the Niners. They punted away to Russell Wilson and the Broncos, who are facing third and eight on their first possession, and the Niners are going to stuff that one. So it looks like these two teams will trade some punts here. And like we talked about, Mike, defense certainly a factor for both of these clubs. Uh, we want to join Pamela Maldonado now. She is a frequent guest here on VSIN, and we're lucky enough to have her on the Pro Football Blitz. We want to talk a little Monday night football. She is a sports betting analyst for the Yahoo Sportsbook, and you can follow her on Twitter at PamelaM35. Pam, thanks again so much for joining the program, and let's talk a little Monday night football. We had two NFC East matchups this week. You had the Washington Commanders falling hard to the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, and now the New York Giants will try to go to 3-0 and and remain in first place, tied with the Eagles, hosting the Dallas Cowboys. What are your thoughts on this one? You know, this has nothing to do. I hope my dad is actually listening to this segment because he would be proud of me for saying that I'm going to be leaning to the Cowboys here, winning the game outright against the Giants. Um, and it comes down to just one stat line for me. You have Daniel Jones, who is one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the league. He has a 50% completion under pressure, 78% completion win in a clean pocket. And now he's going to be facing one of the best linebackers from the Cowboys in Mika Parsons. I mean, this is going to be a huge mismatch, in my opinion. He is, Parsons right now is tied for the most sacks in the league. That alone is a huge strength versus weakness. So for that, I don't, I'm not going to be looking to the Cowboys um, offense here and thinking, oh, it's Cooper Rush and it's Giants that are looking well. Okay, well, this is a huge mismatch with the offensive line largely in trouble here with a very strong Cowboys pass rush. You know what's interesting, Pam, uh, is when you look at the Giants, too, and what they do well, so far they're running the ball very, very well, right? And uh, like mm -hmm. what you just mentioned, Cowboys, they get after the passer. And uh, I think if you can limit the opportunities for Daniel Jones to throw the football by running it, could help you. Uh, any thoughts on uh, the Giants being able to kind of establish – a rushing attack and keep the Dallas Cowboys defense off balance. Well, it's interesting that you say that because they are running the ball more. They're kind of keeping Daniel Jones, this offense, um, 
and Brian Dable are keeping Daniel Jones in check here. In back-to-back games, Daniel Jones has thrown for under 200 yards, and that's why I like him as a player prop also. His prop line right now is under two and a half, under 200 and a half passing yards, and he has yet to surpass this number in back-to-back games. Why? Because they are running the ball, giving it to Saquon Barkley, letting him take over the charge of the offense. And so this defense from the Dallas Cowboys, they have limited both Tom Brady and Joe Burrow to 212 passing yards or less. So now you have a quarterback in Daniel Jones who already isn't throwing. He's one of the least thrown quarterbacks in the league right now. And again, this Giants offensive line is largely in trouble, allowing the highest pressure rate, including the highest pressure rate on non-blitzes. So I just don't see how they can get the ball. Daniel Jones could potentially here have a really rough day, and it's going to potentially also limit Saquon Barkley's opportunities as well. I think that's a great call, Pam. And, and, you know, Daniel Jones and the Giants could win this game and possibly win it handily, and you still win that prop bet. I I really think you have a good edge there because that Dallas defense is absolutely for real. Uh, That's one reason I uh, have stayed away from betting this game. I lean a little bit with the Giants, but you mentioned Micah Parsons. He scares the heck out of me and probably a lot of quarterbacks (laughs) in this league as well. Um, Last week, my angle was that the the star player, Dak Prescott, went down. And, of course, when when that happens, oftentimes we see it in, in all sports where the rest of the team rallies the troops and they have an inspired effort. And that's what we saw out of the Dallas Cowboys, and they beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Now I have the feeling that reality sets back in, and it's Cooper Rush as your quarterback and not Dak Prescott. And, and yeah, I don't think the Giants are world beaters, but – I feel that there might be a little bit of a letdown here for Dallas after that huge win last week. Well, this is a really good opportunity for both teams to kind of show what is their strength. And right now for the Cowboys, it's the defense. And for the Giants, it's right now in that run game. So something has got to give, right? And it's a really low total. The sports books are telling you that there's not going to be a lot of points up on the board. So for that reason, I'd also be leaning to the under. And I know that it's a low total of 39. But you're talking about Dallas, who has four plays inside the red zone this season. That's the fewest in the league and tied second for the lowest on converting third down. Well, the Giants defense has also been doing superb. They've limited uh, opponents to the least amount of third down conversions allowed. So I'm this could very well be a very strong, competitive, low scoring game. I would probably bank on more field goals and punts than I would on touchdowns being scored. Pam, are you capping coaches, too, because we know about McCarthy, the lack of discipline at times for the Cowboys, and uh, Mike McDaniel, give him a lot of credit out there in Miami and what he's doing. He's undefeated right now as a rookie head coach, and you got Dable, uh, a rookie head coach, too, who's undefeated. Uh, How are you looking at the coaching situations for both teams? You absolutely have to start now. I feel like this is the first season where I've actually looked at head coaching for uh, NFL because you mentioned it, Mike McDaniel right now. He is turning this. Uh, he's going to win a Super Bowl. Now, whether it's with Tua Tungvaloa or some, another quarterback behind center for the Miami Dolphins, that is a very smart head coach, and you want to rally with somebody like him. And it's the same situation here with Brian Dable. He is obviously – the culture that he is bringing to the Giants, um, they're rallying together. Maybe they're trying to figure out what type of offense they want to produce, but they know that the offensive line is a weakness. So the defense is stepping up to kind of keep the, keep the Giants here in competitive form. So, I mean, th- this is probably, if there's any year to include a point or two in regards to a head coach, this would be the year because there's a lot of great head coaches out there who are making names for themselves. Pamela Maldonado is our guest. She is a sports betting analyst for Yahoo Sportsbook, and you can follow her on Twitter at PamelaM35. And talking about the Monday night football game coming up in New York, the Giants hosting the Cowboys right now. Uh, the Giants a one-point favorite. There are some pickums out there as well. You mentioned the low total in the neighborhood of 39 or 40, Pam. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, there's some reports out there that he may make his season debut uh, in this home game on Monday night. And I'm not ready to compare him to Micah Parsons yet. We haven't even seen him play an NFL game, but that's kind of the style of player he is, that very quick player, edge rusher. And and that could be problems, I think, for a guy as stable in the pocket as Cooper Rush. Dak Prescott, a little bit more mobile, maybe able to duck a pass rusher here and there. Uh, but that could be a problem for Cooper Rush. Um, absolutely. And you have to look at what I do like about Cooper Rush is that you already kind of know what you're going to get from him, right? I don't really see him making like boneheaded moves. He is really stable. He's been in the league for a while and he's been a backup quarterback for some time. 
And right now, I mean, he's actually pretty good. He has a 60% completion rate under pressure. So, I mean, if you give me a comparison between the two quarterbacks of Daniel Jones and Cooper Rush, I would actually lean to Rush here to be the more stable quarterback if you're going to apply a pass rush and some quarter, some of that quarterback pressure. Um, those are the stats that you kind of have to look at is how, how do they handle the pressure? And right now, Rush, he, crazy to say, has the edge. <laughs> yeah, you might have the edge there. You know, the offensive line, too, a lot of the uh, injuries and people have certainly notated that and uh, whether or not the Giants have a makeshift offensive line, which they do, and they're one-dimensional right there. I mean, for for quarterbacking situation and capping those, I know you have the one prop bet there. Uh, your thoughts on the Cowboys and how they're adjusting through adversity on that offensive line? I mean, every team we're seeing, every team right. right now in the NFL having to make adjustments, and it's largely coaching. Do you trust Cowboys coach right now? <laughs> it's a it's a very backing the Cowboys with the situation that they have, the amount of injuries that they have, the amount of uh, changes that they've seen in the offensive line, and now having their head coach behind them with a backup quarterback not named Dak Prescott. I mean, it's a very uh, unstable bet that you would wager that you would want to make. And, you know, they say it in sports betting all the time, a no bet is a, as good as a winning bet. So just because it's the Cowboys and the Giants, it's a lone game of the night on NFL Monday. I mean, this game, this line is going to be sharp. The total is going to be spot on. The game spread is going to be spot on. Look how close it was today with the Packers and the Bucks. It was a one-point spread dropped down to a pick. And look, it was a two-point game in the end. So, I mean, look for player props. Look for maybe plus money options. And just enjoy it because it should be a good competitive game between both defenses. Yeah, great job, Pam. I think Absolutely. that prop bet that you have there on Daniel Jones uh, rings loud and clear with me. Uh, I am not involved otherwise in the side and the total. But uh, enjoy the game and good luck with your bets. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you. Good luck with your bets. All right. That is Pamela Maldonado. Again, follow her on Twitter at Pamela M. 35. The 49ers are in the end zone. Jimmy G to Brandon Ayuk, 7-0. They lead the Denver Broncos with about eight minutes left in the first quarter. They are now five-and-a-half-point favorites in the live market. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Stick around. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. There's plenty to celebrate in March and
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSU, the sports betting network. Kick off the football season with BetRivers Online Sportsbook. BetRivers is your go-to sportsbook for every line boost and special. Lace up with BetRivers Parlay Insurance and Touchdown Insurance offers every Sunday, all season long. Build a parlay of at least four, uh, four legs, and if it loses, you get your stake back as a free bet up to $25. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown on Sunday night football, and you get your money back as a free bet if they score at any time. Head to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app. It is a whole new game. Brandon Ayuk was the first touchdown scorer this evening in Sunday Night Football. The Niners are on the board and in the lead 7-0. Russell Wilson and company go three and out, and they were even aided by an offsides play by the 49ers. They were facing third and seven, and then that reduced it to third and two. Wilson throws low. The receiver missed the catch, and they punt it back to San Francisco, who starts on offense. 
uh, late in the third, late in the first quarter, rather here, about six minutes to go in the first quarter, and they are on offense once again, deep in their own territory, inside their own twenty. And there is another good rushing or a good catch, rather, for Brandon Ayuk. You know, we were talking about player props before, mm-hmm. and we were looking at Jeff Wilson Jr. fifty-six and a half yards. I, I don't know how many yards he had, but he had about a forty or fifty-yard run on that touchdown drive for San Francisco. Yeah, and a great start there too. And you're talking about San Francisco being in their scripted plays. So uh, obviously Shanahan has scripted this look and these plays are creating. Goes back to dictating uh, if you can offensively, and now you're seeing uh, San Francisco kind of continue. Uh, the information that they gathered so far in the game, uh, the quick RPO play action stuff to open up uh, a receiver behind the linebackers. Again, the, the Denver Broncos linebackers are challenged. Everybody in the league knows that, uh, especially Kyle Shanahan, uh, the head coach there for the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, uh, Debo Samuel with another carry there. I'm not even sure if they'll give him a yard. It may have been no gain. We were looking at over 32 and a half rushing yards for Debo. He's got at least one yard now, maybe two uh, want to do our pro tip for the hour here. Of course, we do one at VEASAN every hour across all of our shows. So 20-some pro tips for you every day. And you can find those as a VEASAN Pro subscriber at VEASAN.com slash pro tips. And, you know, I thought Pamela brought up a couple of notions in the last segment there talking about Monday Night Football uh, that we can use as our pro tips. And one was you don't have to bet every game, and, and especially these primetime games, a Sunday, a Monday, a Thursday, what have you. It, it is careless it, unless you have an edge or unless it's completely recreational and it's for very little money. Um, you don't have to bet a game just because it's a standalone game in primetime on TV, and sometimes no bet is the best bet. The other thing I thought she said kind of along the same lines is you don't have to bet just a side or a total. Mm-hmm. And she landed on what I thought was a prop bet that made a heck of a lot of sense under the passing yards for Daniel Jones. So, you know, look to other markets uh, where you can find a better edge because I think, in my mind, there's a better edge with that prop bet than there is trying to find one with the side or the total. Yeah, it's a great point, Brady. Uh, one of the things I realized early on in my betting, uh, even though I've been doing it about a little over two years now, but uh, is the fact that, uh, not only do I not have to make a bet on every situation, uh, but where is the probability, though? Uh, I think Pam found an excellent probability situation with Daniel Jones uh, in that prop. Now, you have two suspect teams like, like we have here coming up uh, with Dallas and New York. Uh, they're within the division as well. So I can't find an angle. I, I can't find anything really uh, from a probability standpoint, side or total, uh, that that jives with me. So I'm staying away from the game right now. I mean, in-game stuff, I mean, you could look at that if you want. That's recreational, too, uh, unless you're a serious better out there. Uh, but I agree with you 100%. Uh, you don't necessarily have to bet. Sometimes the best bet is not a bet. 49ers facing third and nine, and about five minutes left to go in the first quarter. They lead seven to nothing, and right now they are live favorites by six and a half. So they have gone up five and a half, or five points, rather, from where this game Landed at kickoff, your in-game total right where it was at kickoff at 44 and a half. Mike, we were talking about the Ravens and the Patriots mm-hmm. game, doing our recap there, a very impressive win on the road for John Harbaugh and company. My hesitation with this game was uh, the Patriots, and I am just not really sold on this team. I, I, I didn't necessarily want to lay points on the road. I, fo- I thought less than a field goal was advantageous, but I did not bet this game. Um, but the Patriots are a team that I, I just don't know if they're really that good. Now you've got Mac Jones possibly with a high ankle sprain. I guess he's going to have an MRI, MRI on Monday. Um, but, you know, I thought they looked okay, but I, but I think the Ravens are an explosive team. You talked about their, uh, their next matchup. They will host the Buffalo Bills, another mm-hmm. very explosive team. And you were talking about the familiarity that the the Ravens just got to see with the Patriots and how they can analyze the film because the Patriots play the Bills and and that, you know, that familiarity that exists there and could possibly give them an edge in their game planning. Is it also an edge because in practice, their defense is always practicing against Lamar Jackson. Now, Josh Allen is not as mobile as Jackson, but it's similar, right? Does that maybe help them? in practicing for a quarterback of that style? You know, Brady, it's a great question. I, I think uh, it's about six eligibles. Uh-huh. Like, they can practice against the concept of six eligibles. That, that includes a quarterback. And uh, I think Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, they have designed runs for him, but they haven't been calling them as much. He's been fine. He's been prolific throwing the football. And 
and finding wide receivers and getting people open, even rushing the football. So uh, it is the concept of six eligibles that I think the Baltimore Ravens will be used to. Now, that happens in training camp, but once you get into game week, it's the scout team that you're going to be practicing against, and they have to give a good look. So uh, if you're preparing, if, if Buffalo's trying to prepare for Lamar Jackson uh, and what they have there, uh, Josh Allen isn't going to run scout team reps to kind of simulate that. They're going to have to find somebody, if they can, to kind of give that look to the Buffalo's defense, Buffalo Bills defense, which, which is hard to do. Preparing for Lamar Jackson is very, very difficult, and that's as a runner. Now he's a pocket passer. Uh, so it gets even more difficult, too, uh, if you're Buffalo. On top of that, the injuries. Uh, and so you look at the other side for the Ravens, they're going to go up against the scout team. And uh, look at the makeup. Look at the roster of, of Baltimore. They have duplicates of Lamar Jackson. They don't have Lamar Jackson, but at quarterback, they have the six eligible concepts. So the backup or even if they found a, a scout team guy, they can kind of do the six eligible concepts to the Ravens defense mm -hmm. and present that that way. So I think they'll get a better look. Uh, what I've mentioned about the tape, you know, Buffalo just played Miami. And so, you know, if you're Baltimore, we played Miami too. So a lot of things are going to look familiar and a lot of things are going to say, okay, what worked for us and what didn't work? And okay, maybe we can exploit that. So from a game planning standpoint, I think the advantages immediately go to uh, Baltimore here. But again, it, they have to play it between the lines uh, the injury situation just concerns me right now with Buffalo as well. All right, let's go to that Buffalo Bills at Miami game from earlier today. The Bills were as high as maybe a six-point favorite in this one, and the money came in on the Miami Dolphins, closing as four-and-a-half-point favorites did the Bills with a total of 54. And it was Josh Allen to Devin Singletary to get the scoring started. They took a 7 to nothing lead. And then the Miami Dolphins, who were able to get pressure on Allen really all day long, they sacked him early in this game, forced a fumble, and that turned into a Chase Edmonds touchdown, and we were tied at seven apiece. Josh Allen found Isaiah McKenzie for his second TD pass of the afternoon, and they were out in front 14-7. to Tua came right back with another touchdown pass. We were tied at 14-piece again with seven minutes left to go in the half. And then you had a roughing the passer call on the Bills on Tua Tagovailoa. He banged his head. Uh, as he fell to the field, he was being pushed by Matt Milano. It wasn't really a brutal uh, hit or anything like that, but he hit the back of his head on the turf, and Milano was flagged for the uh, roughing the passer call. Teddy Bridgewater came in at the two-minute warning of the first half, and they were able to run the clock out with no more damage done, and we went into the locker room 14 apiece, Mike, and worried if Tua was going to come back into this ballgame. Yeah, actually, the NFLPA is uh, investigating that. Uh, why, why such a soon return? Uh, for Tua. We'll see what plays mm. out. We'll see what happens, what develops right there. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know if Miami is really, really good or really fortunate uh, because of all the injuries. I mean, I, I don't know if Buffalo even had any offensive linemen left. Yeah, uh, there. They, they were succumbing to the heat as well. Yeah, some cramps and everything like that, too. But Josh Allen throws for over 400 yards. He throws it for 63 times. Uh, but yet the red zone, uh, Brady, this is where you have to capitalize. They didn't score uh, he pulled a string on a pass that could have put them in the lead. Gabe Davis dropped a, a touchdown, too. So what I'm seeing early on in the National Football League is just a lot of missed opportunities. Plays are to be made, but they're not making it. Uh, and that happened to Buffalo today. Uh, credit Miami. They put together one drive. But that's, that's the beauty of what McDaniel's doing. I think Miami feels very confident that they can put together a drive when they need to. Buffalo, obviously, with the record or tying the record with double-digit win margins, um, when they're in a tight game, it gets rough for Buffalo. When they're in a tight game, it gets rough for them. So they need to overcome that. They need to start learning how to make plays when they need to. Just an unbelievable finish in this game. Buffalo got a safety on a punt that was kicked into the uh, punt protector there for the Miami Dolphins. They were down by two, needing just a field goal. With about seven seconds left, they tried to run to the line of scrimmage to spike the ball and line up for a field goal. The clock went to double zero, and Miami won this one. 21 to 19 and Tua of course did come back in the ball game the announcers on TV said that he had cleared concussion protocol we will see what the NFLPA finds out on that one more to come in just a moment stick around have you heard about the social media platform for kids it's called Zikazoo 
It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. <laughs> I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time and range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 